Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A Journey Through Time, where the pages of history come alive with tales of mystery, intrigue, and laughter. Get ready to dive into the forgotten stories of yesteryears as we present to you Antique Headlines. With your hosts, Gail Cowan and Kristen Fairholm, we're about to embark on a captivating expedition through a treasure trove of the past. Each week, Gail and Kristen will take you on a remarkable journey, revealing hidden stories that once captivated the hearts and minds of readers from an era long past. So, dear listeners, if you're a lover of history, a seeker of untold stories, and a connoisseur of the extraordinary, then look no further. Antique Headlines will be your portal to the past, where every episode promises to be a captivating blend of surprise, emotion, and that undeniable thrill of rediscovery. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Gail. How are you today? I'm good. Ready to to talk more history. You came prepared again with another article. I did. Well, tell me, what do you have for us today? What's what are we going to be discussing? Well, this one is one sort of the the run of the mill anniversary piece. But again, as we've talked before about the the style in which journalists write their articles back then, there's some some family tea in here that's entertaining. Um, I have to check out the picture on our Instagram, but it's a real um, it's a handsome couple. They don't look to be like they're overly in love with each other. They're not even in the picture together. It's a side-by-side photo of them separately. They look very serious. Look very serious. There's yeah. no funny business with this couple. No, and I don't think back in the day people smiled for those pictures, correct? I don't think they did either. I think they yeah. were supposed to be straight-faced, but this was um, dated 1929, so definitely okay. back in the day. Great. Why don't you read it? And we'll go from there. It's a little bit weathered, so I'm going to try to make out some of the words. And it's fairly long, so I'm going to skip a couple pieces. But um, the article is entitled, Mr. and Mrs. F.A. Boyer, Appanoose County Residents Have Their Golden Wedding Anniversary. So happy 50th to this handsome couple. Pioneer residents of Appanoose County. It says, Mr. and Mrs. F.A. Boyer settled in a small log cabin on a 20-acre farm some six miles north of Centerville in the midst of a big timber track. They went into debt for the entire track, which cost $10 an acre, and they paid $0.10 interest on the money that they borrowed. A year later, their cabin burned down, destroying everything they had. They were still paying on the mortgage and on their little farm and keeping up with the $0.10 interest. Today, Mr. Boyer owns 600 acres of land with the original 20 acres in the midst of it. The farm is well approved. He and his wife live in the home that is heated with the furnace. Cooking and lighting are done with gas. They have a radio, a car, and are not over 200 feet in turbine line. I'm not even sure what that is. Interurban line, maybe? These pioneers of Appanoose County recently celebrated their golden wedding anniversary, having been wed in 1879. So the next part of the story says conditions changed. To hear the story which they tell of the early days in the county, one understands that Mr. Boyer means what he says. And in quotations, he says, hardships of yesterday were thrust on people. Hardships of today are made by the people themselves. Mr. and Mrs. Boyer lived one year of their marriage with their parents and then settled on the farm of their own of which they live today. At that time, it was a small clearing in a comparatively heavy timberland 
Their log cabin was one of six at one time on 600 acres, which Mr. Boyer later acquired. In the first year of their married life, the pioneers knew what it was to subsist and live on the wild. In those days, timber wolves and fox were also inhabitants of the woods, and Mr. Boyer remembers having seen bobcats or wildcats. Mrs. Boyer used a spinning wheel to good advantage and clothes were not bought in stores for the chief reason that it wasn't so easy to get store clothes in those days, and the money to buy them was lacking in the second place. So then there's a whole chunk in here about how there was no regular road to their farm and how they had to cut through the timber. And then there was later a steam line was ran over some of the land. Mm. Maybe that's what the interurban line refers to. It says the interurban line now operated by a utilities company. So Mr. Boyer said yesterday that he had no idea that his farm would be a mine of any way for a way of a railroad to get settled. They were still struggling to pay debt and heavy rates of interest on their farm, and it was the only bitter hardship bravely endured that pulled them through. Mr. Boyer was farming as best he could a land which at the time had to be adapted to farming. He did not try to grub out his land, but raise corn plowing between the stumps of trees he had to cut. Harvesting was done with a cradle and a scave, S-C-Y-T-H-E. I don't know if any farmer folks know what that's about. Um, Mr. Boyer knows well that he nearly lost the art of making a band to tie a sheaf of grain with it. In spite of the hard times, Mr. and Mrs. Boyer did not show their ages. Both were alert, active, and apparently have many more anniversaries to look forward to. Mr. Boyer was out in the field after a horse when the reporter called upon them at their home yesterday. To see him come in across the big pasture, across the tracks from his home, one would have difficulty in believing that this man was a pioneer and had settled on that same land half a century ago as a young man. Mr. Boyer was born in Davis County, December 11, 1857, and Mrs. Boyer was born in Ohio, 10 miles from Cleveland, and her maiden name was Annaliza Beach. She made the trip with her parents in a covered wagon from Ohio to Lynn County, Iowa, went two and a half years old from Lynn to Appanoose again in the covered wagon when she was four years old. They live easier now. Mr. Boyer is not one of those who hark back to his good old days. He believes that life is more pleasant today than it was half a century ago, and he believes that the average man should be able to get along better today. These articles are a little worn, so sometimes it's hard to find my place in here. Mr. Boyer said, men make $5 today when I used to make one years ago. It seems to me that the average man ought to save almost half of what he makes. Mr. Boyer said, he went on to point out that hard times are known now except as men bring them on themselves. And he believes that every man willing to work can have the necessities of life and save money. Quotations, he says, it is buying more than we are capable of having that brings want to many of us. And a usual fact in connection with the Boyer's 50th anniversary is the fact that Ira Boyer, a son, celebrated his 23rd anniversary at the same time. Mr. and Mrs. Boyer raised 12 children, nine of whom are living. Six of the children were present for this happy occasion. And then they list them all below. And that's the end of the, end of the, the golden anniversary announcement. And what paper did this appear in? Do we know? We don't know. Again, these were cut out and glued into a scrapbook. So there was no author or no notation of what publication this was in. You know what this reminds me of? The only modern day equivalent I can think of this is the New York Times wedding announcements. 
like the not the the engagement or maybe they're the wedding announcements but you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. so we used to call it the the sunday sports section (laughs) (laughs) it was the thing that we were really interested in reading but that's why i think people love those announcements because you get an inside glimpse into people's relationship and the story about their lives and this is I wonder if they used to do this a lot for anniversaries, because this kind of thing to me is really fun. I will say, however, I think it's really funny that when they went through what they owned, like they own a radio and a car. And I thought, well, why don't you just also put they're not home from the hours of eight to 10 on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning, so that the local thieves can just stop by and help themselves. That seemed really funny (laughs) to me. But like the bank information, the bank details, I mean, God forbid that somebody wrote a fifth, like, or even now my husband and I have been married, what, I don't know what it's been. It's going to be 13 years this year. But can you imagine if they wrote, here's the state of their finances. They're paying 4% interest on this credit card that they took out in the early days of their marriage because they couldn't get their shit together, you know, (laughs) to figure out how to merge finances or whatever. I think it's really funny. That would be very interesting. Especially as a lead in into the story too. It's like in the beginning. Like talk about how much debt they have. They've been married for 25 years, 50 years, sorry. Let people know right up front what interest rate they're paying at the bank. You know? Although I will say, don't you think in some ways the world would be better if we did that? Because I feel like around money, we're all operating in a real cone of silence and ignorance when it comes to other people. So for example, you know how you'd be talking to your friends? I feel like my conversations about money are like this all the time. You want to say to your friend, I don't know if I can leave this job because I don't know if we can afford that financially. And then your friend is probably sitting there if you're like me thinking, what does that mean? Does that mean your husband doesn't make a lot of money? Does that mean you don't want to touch your set? You have savings? Because sometimes it means people really don't have money. They're living paycheck to paycheck. But other times it means you have $75,000 in savings that you feel really committed to keeping. You know, And the only reason that I know this is because as a coach turned, the therapist turned coach myself, I will get into these conversations with people. And when people talk about money, they will say one thing, but when you actually delve into it, because sometimes they'll open up to me, it's not at all what you would expect. Okay, so this is a complete tangent. However, I, I think sometimes it would be more helpful if we talked about this kind of thing. So can you imagine if you were just like, here's what they have in savings. Here's the interest rate that they're paying. I'm not advocating we do this, but sometimes I think it would all make us feel a little less crazy around money. It would, but how funny is it that people are sitting at home reading this in their newspaper and like... Yeah. He's telling everybody they should work hard and just they're going to get their money. You know, <laughs> not, not everybody has the same same luxury of that, Mr. Boyer. <laughs> uh, that is certainly true. And I think that was my other reaction to this story is that, right, there was very much this sort of back, back in my day kind of thing mm-hmm. about how much harder he had it. Although I am going to say if you literally rode out on a covered wagon to a place. You probably did have it a little bit harder than somebody who, in a certain way, like physically, than somebody who grew up in the 1930s or 1940s in a specific realm. But so I was, I was feeling that with him. And I thought to myself, okay, this is my main question. 
for us to discuss. Has there ever been a generation where older people have not looked down on younger people in this way? Has there ever been a generation where older people are like, you know who really works hard and has it going on? And just like, I admire everything that they're doing is people in their 20s. Has that ever happened in the history of time? I'm struggling for for an example. Is it supposed to? Well, you know, our elders are there to give us advice. So I think they're so busy advising us young people. And maybe I do that to my children as well. I'm sure they would say that we're trying to help them and teach them lessons that we're not to compliment them complimenting them on how how well they're doing financially or whatever else they're doing. Yeah. It's so it's multiple things, right? Because I think we should listen more to people who are older. However, I think about it as a developmental task. When you're in your twenties, you're not really there developmentally to be thinking about your life retrospectively. And you are there to be working and building something in a way, but you're also there to be socializing and starting, you know, developing social relationships for some people starting families. It's just a different, it's just a different kind of thing. And so I think people forget all the time what they were doing when they were 20, unless like this man, maybe he didn't have a choice. Maybe that's what he means. Like I didn't get to do those things because I was riding my butt through the prairie. (laughs) (laughs) He was clearing that prairie to build that cabin. And then how sad that it burnt down after he, he builds it. And then they had 12 children. So they probably were having children most of their marriage. So let's rephrase that as she was probably having children most of their marriage. Yes. <laughs> and, Although, you know, poor Mrs. Was- Boyer doesn't even get a quote in the article. We got a little bit, teeny tiny bit of backstory on her. And then, you know, there were no quotes from her. Yeah. Fact, I was so curious about her that I had to look up try to find out just a little bit of more information about her. So I guess we did find this out in the article that her name was Anna, Anna Eliza was her name. Anna Eliza. So the, the article references them as Mr. And Mrs. F.A. Boyer. So his name was actually Francis Ashbery. I see that Francis Asbury Boyer and Anna Elizabeth Beach Boyer. Beach is a fun name to have in your name. I like that a lot. I, I do love that. And they died when they were, Francis died when he was 88 and Anna died when she was 75. So they, Mm -hmm. for that time, they lived a fairly long life. They did. Yeah. Although he got remarried, correct? He did. So he remarried after she, so he lived nine years longer than Anna did. So then some, somewhere during that time, he got remarried to Lydia. Got it. And then 12 children and you said nine lived... Well, the article right. referenced nine. So in my research, I found that they had the 12 children, although two of them were twins that died at birth. Mm. And then they had Clara, Alice, Ernest, Bertha, Florence, Ira, Roy, Perry, Frederick, and Robert. And mm-hmm. so I was able to find a little bit of information about them. And then I also found some photos of their tombstones. So if you all are curious about that, you can check it out on our website or our Instagram. So here is Francis and Anne, Anna's tombstone. So they were buried together, even though he got married a second time. Hmm. I think that used to happen a lot. I wonder how the second wife felt about that. But maybe she was buried with her husband. Maybe she was a widower. I mean, a widow. He was the widower. Yeah. Could be. And then in the same place is the twins' 
Um, the twin children that died at birth have a headstone. It's hard to read, but that's it right there. This is apropos of nothing, but at some other point, we need to talk about tombstones and how when you go to your local ceremony, I mean, your local cemetery, it just becomes like very phallic in terms of how big these tombstones <laughs> are. And I always feel like it's always men. And it's like, mine's bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. But that is apropos of nothing. And it's not appropriate <laughs> this right now. That's not yeah. where I expected this to go, Gail. Thanks I know. for adding this- a little dirty humor to our <laughs> podcast. It's true, though. See, I bet you will not be able to drive around your local cemetery anymore and not see what I'm talking about. Because it's not women who are, like, building these giant monuments that look like penises. So That's right. Anyway, very interesting. Okay, so I think I have a question, a couple of questions for you. What, back to what we were talking about earlier, if we could decide what was going to be in people's wedding anniversary announcements, what kind of information would we want? What do we need to know? What anniversary are we talking about here? I mean, let's say 25th and 50. Well, no, I'm going to revise that. Let's say first year one, because that's always, you get some good information with that. And then let's say 20th and 50th. Well, first, I don't know that I would want anything printed because the first year is like the hardest. <laughs> no, that's why I want all the information. on what There's, other a, people there's a lot of, lot of tea to put in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, they fought over everything from the remote to who sleeps on what side of the bed to how you spend your money to. (laughs) Right. It's stuff like she previously didn't yell at people much. And then all of a sudden she found herself yelling five times a day. Or, I mean, if you add kids into the mix, it goes up. That's the kind of stuff I want to know is how do people change in relationship to that? Maybe like, what's the dumbest argument that you had? And then also, how long does it take you to recover from arguments? Because I remember early on in my marriage, we, we joke about it now, it would be like a two-day thing, you know? The dumbest argument we ever got into was when we moved into a new place. And my husband said, <laughs> I don't want anything on the counter. Nothing. And I was like, do we I mean a toaster? No. And he was like, well, you can put the toaster and the coffee maker on the microwave, but I like a clean aesthetic. And then he said to me, I don't want the trash can in the kitchen. It needs to go on the back porch. And I called my mother from Bed Bath & Beyond crying because he was being so stupid. And of course, it's never just about the thing. But she said to me, why don't you just let him do that? Because all it's going to take is like five hours of that nonsense of when he's got eggs, eggshells, you know, and he needs to unlock the back door, <laughs> go out. He'll figure it out pretty quick, but I, cu- I couldn't do that. I needed him to see how stupid he was being right then. So that's the type of stuff I want to know in wedding announcements and wedding anniversary is like, what's the dumbest fight you ever got into? Why do you think so? And how long did it last? I think that would be really interesting. So how right. long did the trash can stay on the porch? It never made it out there. (laughs) I was not going to let that happen. I did compromise and bundle all the things on top of the microwave. And that lasted about two days before he realized how utterly stupid that was. I mean, this is a man too, who just will leave his socks anywhere. So that that's the other thing. And he's not generally the neatest person. So I didn't know where this was coming from. And uh, yeah. 
Well, I think I, I can relate with the counter thing. That's a thing for me. And that's a battle mm-hmm. I, I have yet to win in my marriage. The camera is not the dumping ground, John. I'm with I'm with you on that one. Listen, um, you and he the socks, the socks. I know. The socks, I, mean, I think, is an ingrown. Like they teach it in man school. Like my dad used to do that. My husband does that. Even like the balling up and throwing of the socks. Like, do they teach that in school? I don't know. I, I don't like it. It's disgusting. And the worst that ever got is our cat used to throw up on the carpet, and we had babies very early on in our marriage. So everything just got, in fact, I was already pregnant when we got married. So it just like everything happened really quickly. And the cat threw up and we were just trying to take care of kids. And he used to just ignore it. And I I would be like, you actually, when you see it, you have to clean it up. And so one day I said to him, you know, you have to put something on it. And he looked at me and he said, I did. I put my sock over it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what I'm, that's not what I meant. They're, they're right directions. <laughs> right. But I think I can give him, I mean, give you his phone number and you and he can exchange pictures of very clean countertops and just live your best life that way. I yeah. would feel good about that. Actually, I would enjoy looking at those pictures. <laughs> yes. Everybody's got to find their zone place. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm okay. So, that. <laughs> all right. So, and then what do we think? Let's do one more. So for, let's say the 50th wedding anniversary, what, what type of information would we want then? If we were just going to get real, I think with most couples, I would want to, I would just want to know, do you still sleep in the same bedroom? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) When did that stop more likely, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I mean, having just celebrated my 25th, I'm thinking about the things that I would have wanted or not wanted in there. But I think it's kind of like a remarriage, you know, when your kids grow up and move out and you have the empty nest, you're like, actually have time for each other and you can have conversations that don't relate to the children all the time right so right. I think definitely at the 50th it's like a are you still talking to each other and b do you still sleep in the same bedroom and then like is there still magic yeah of any kind or what t- what type of arrangement have you reached and and I don't mean that in a negative way I just mean like some people because I can imagine I mean I'm talking here out of my you know because I don't I don't I need this, but I can imagine I've seen it like you reach, you just reach a comfortable place and you have these sort of unspoken agreements sometimes about what that second act is going to be. And so I'm always curious about that. Like some people seem very committed to their unhappiness together. There's just an unspoken agreement. And then other people are really committed to travel. So I think there's a lot that we could learn, but this has been really fun. I like Yeah. And talking about this. Okay. Well, thank you for reading that. We're going to work on getting our magazine or our newspaper articles ironed a little bit because we treat them very carefully and we do not want to put a lot of our you know fingerprints on them and touch them a lot, but um, sometimes it's a little hard to read them. So thank you for bearing with us. And uh, any thoughts in closing? Hope you all have a happy marriage. <laughs> Send us stories about what you would want your year one anniversary right up to container what you want to know about other people and the same for 50th anniversaries and we'll we'll see you next time bye next time bye the tales we've uncovered the mysteries unraveled and the laughter shared all resonated with the echoes of history we hope these stories have touched your hearts as they have ours as we bid adieu dear listeners from this captivating voyage through time we want to thank you for joining us on the unforgettable journey into the past 
please join us again next time. And in the meanwhile, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is Antique Headlines, where the whispers of history forever echo in our hearts.